This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgara. We'd like to wish you a happy day after Easter. It's currently Easter during this recording. The day years ago, Jesus rose from his tomb and morphed into a rabbit who then brought the eggs of chickens to our (laughs) sock drawers and nooks and crannies of the backyard and that's the story my friends of Jesus Amen 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 And how they lube ya <laughs> Oh no <laughs> Oh. That's not what I thought I was participating no, in. No, I'm sorry. I meant to celebrate gay men you, through my voice. You do the adult-like setup, and I'll do the childish <laughs> punch. That was that seemed like something you would have learned opening. Well, like the first weekend you open, you think, ah, stand-up comedy, I'm going to learn from the greats. And then the headliner closes on gay men. Uh, ha- ha- hallelujah. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. How they lube, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm afraid that it's a joke of mine from like sixth grade where people would say amen and hallelujah at church and I would go gay men and how they lose you. <laughs> you so, wrote it? Yeah. So it's a little less, it's a little actually mature if I'm doing it in church, a place where they're very anti-gay. Yes. So I was, was actually. A, is it political act? It's a very progressive joke. Yes. And it, you were 12. Yeah, and it's helping people, and I think it's helped that joke alone has helped us get where we are today. And I, by us, I mean me and my fellow gays. Gay men. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not gay, but if I was, I'd be fine. <laughs> I wouldn't care. My life would be the same. Um, Except way more struggle, and it would have been really difficult and still be more difficult than it is for me now. So Yeah. That huh. part, but I mean the way I enjoy myself. Yeah, you mean more from a personal yeah, aspect personal, of just how exactly. you, yeah, because you're just kind of you go with it. I did a show um, at Meltdown called Joke Thieves, and you have to do, you do your own set, and then afterwards, there's a second half of the, the half of the show where you do the jokes of someone else you just watched, and I was assigned Guy Branham, and I have some jokes that are. As, as immature as the ones I've already told this episode, and he broke it down in a very funny way without getting too upset with me. I'm sure he wasn't upset at all. But it was fun to watch him do my jokes, and it was real fun to do his <laughs> jokes. And you guys was, are a good combo. It was a great, yeah, a great show, because it's one of those shows where they enforce a what seems like it's going to be homework, but it yeah. isn't. You just take notes while you're watching. And Arden Mar- Marine? Marine was really funny doing 
Um, who's, she did someone's jokes. Oh, God, I should know who's who. Was Ray it? Romano. <laughs> it was a Ray Romano-ish guy. No, it was. God damn, it, he's in Women. He's hilarious. Oh, Dave Ross. Not Dave Ross. Uh, Alan Strickland. Not da- Alan Strickland. Uh, Jake Wiseman. It was Wiseman. Yeah. Why? Good boy. Don't, I hope he doesn't tune in and realize I brain farted his name. <laughs> I'm going to tell him too. Here's a name I won't brain fart. Today's guest, currently sitting in the car, waiting for it to be normal for her to talk, (laughs) our friend and yours, April Richardson. AP! I feel bad that maybe your audience will be bored of me, but I'm always in the car with you guys when you're not recording things. (laughs) So So why not when we do? Yeah. Well, you are our first three-peat. Yes. Oh, cool. oh yeah. I believe. That's I, like starting. I want to get jackets like Tom Hanks and Steve Martin in yes. the Five Timers Club. You're our it. Alec Baldwin of this yes. podcast, and and it's because you're good at it, and because I have swagger. Can you guys? And because you were at breakfast with me. Explain yes. that. Um, oh yes. Thank you for making yourself available. We we booked the show kind of last minute sometimes because you know I was I was, uh, I was very traveling. available. This is my ride home from breakfast. Oh, this is perfect. So <laughs> yeah. we are. For those naysayers that say we're bending the rules, we adhere, we're adhering today to the original mission statement. We are we are actually taking April home. It's true. Yeah. She did need a ride. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually driving toward the Burbank airport just for shits and gigs. I'm flying home. To West yeah, you're going to take a JetBlue <laughs> over. Know, it, it's funny. I do go to the airport when I have gigs, but I've never gone there when I had shits. <laughs> you you would love it. Some of my jokes are so dumb that cause sneezing. Oh, you're, to <laughs> you're allergic to my jokes. Now, what was gay about that joke, though? Oh, nothing. Uh, I love the how they lube you <laughs> joke. I stand by that. Thank you. How many years after? See, six, when did you say in sixth grade? Whatever. It, I stand by it. I was a kid. Thank you. See, <gasps> April's a good yes man. Oh no, this for guy's a limping. This dog a little limping. limpy oh, dog. No, that dog does not have much time left. Yeah. No. On this earth. No, she, that dog was... At first, I thought it was a three-legged dog, and I was be like, wonderful, internet star. Right. Now that I look, it's just... <laughs> Get it just, on a skateboard. Come on. Put some sunglasses on that motherfucker. Now that I look at it, it's just a dog so old that it's it's its owner is clearly walking it just for walking it sake. Yeah. Oh, oh, she's walking... Now she's carrying it across the Carrying road. the dog. Yeah. Poor little pup. Poor guy. We love you. You're right, though. When I see a three-legged dog, my I, my pupils turn to dollar signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Money, 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 money. Get, get sunglasses and a neckerchief on that thing. Now, yep. Chris, do you ever think that you would cut off the leg of a dog to make money <laughs> on the internet? Was that... What is going too far for you? Um, is it... Is the actual cutting of the leg a video that goes viral? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have that's a double virality yeah. for your life. Yeah. So double the you would cut off your own leg and replace it with yeah. a dollar sign. This this <laughs> next video is called The Making of an Animal Star in the night. And then just civil war. You saw. pull a poodle's tongue all you the way out so it won't go back in. Whiskey so yeah. <laughs> I imagine the dog in a in a in a Civil War uniform, like a reenactor. Yeah, playing and, a fife. And I'm like, I'm afraid you got dysentery and gangrene. Your legs gone gangrenous. And he's like, Roar. and then I, and then me and a lumberjack just go with one of those old socks. You're describing my literal worst. This is I. This is why I. We might have already talked about Civil War ghosts. That is such a. I'm going to have nightmares tonight about our jokey scenario. Now, really? Uh, because of the political, the strife of a civil the war? The of, north versus the south? Or no, the, like the, just the idea of the sawing of limbs. Yeah, that's awful. Again, with nothing but a whiskey-soaked rag to bite on. Sure. <laughs> but um, then imagine how easy the rest of your life would be. If you survive that, you don't die of gangrene, you get through it, the war's over, you open your own little hardware store, <laughs> everything is a piece of cake. No, nothing you that die, and then you haunt my parents' house in Georgia that's oh. next to a battlefield. Shit. It's not, it's wait, too that close ha- to home. Wait, that happened? I mean, not, I'm just saying, it's common. It is common. With that the it? homes around where my parents live now in Georgia. And in some Scooby-Doo scripts. <laughs> right, when Jerry Reed I mean, is I think the we guest. had this exact conversation. We did. Yeah. But only because it is on my mind, like, all the time. It is. I have had the same. I've had every conversation at least once on this podcast. I repeat myself. Because <laughs> that's how I know I'll, I'll be at 
that I'm like a dad or I will be a dad or I'm like my dad is he would start to tell a story and they're good stories so we listen to them again but yeah but my sister would go like oh number 56 coming up like they had a story number Uh, I had a friend my friend Danny Ceballos I don't know if you ever knew him but he's hilarious and so funny and one of the first people I met in LA and he and I were friends for so long that he would start to tell the story and we both knew I'd already heard it we we would tell each other repeat stories pretending we'd never told them before because they were just so good that we had to say it oh wow and that well, you weren't podcasting because we've no. done that and you don't stop me because it's like, well, maybe there's some new listeners. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But uh, no, he and I would do it to each other just purely because we couldn't stop. If you start the story about how we all stood in a circle taking a shot for somebody's birthday and the birthday boy threw up and then everyone else ran, that's so <laughs> hilarious right. that you have to tell that story no matter what. No matter who's, how many times the other person's heard it. I feel like that must be a problem, too, for people who date a lot where it's like you got to remember who... Because I feel like I've got like ten stories. I got like ten solid stories. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, and like, you know, you got to keep in mind like who you tell them to, when you tell them. But even so, there's that's so yes. When I'm talking about this situation with my dad, it was usually my stepmom going, "Oh, here's number fifty-six. Because she's <laughs> right. always, even if there's a group of ten people, my dad, that outweighs that his wife will be listening again 100 percent. i'm on his side yeah yeah (laughs) it outweighs everything yeah it's like if you're doing a show and someone's like i'm your biggest fan and they have a chris fairbanks shirt just let's just say that's happened i'm sure it's happened not yet but the rest of the audience doesn't have chris fairbanks shirts it's not like i'm not gonna do my shits and giggles and my galleluia gaming (laughs) yes how are you gonna leave out the hits yeah that's right that's right And people do love the hits. That's why they're hits. No one at uh, the Hollywood Bowl, when I went to see Hall & Oates, wanted to see him scat. No! But but he did it anyway. Great. Man-eater, man-eater, man-eater. Baby's wild, baby's wild, woo-woo. I say woo-woo-woo-woo. I'm singing now to dibby-doo-baba. What are you doing, dibby-doo-baba? Baby wild, woo-woo. He is the king of, like post-song riffing. I swear that a couple times he almost made himself laugh. <laughs> the The best thing ever, and this is about Elvis, so April, edge right. of the seat. Stat. I already know that you hate him, so go. No, the one where he, it's later in his career and he's drunk on stage and he, I can't remember well, he what he's... laughing. It's he's, when he's singing, he are starts you saying, tonight? He's like, are you alone? So, hey, who was that? I don't know. Oh, I think it was my voice. I <laughs> am... <laughs> Fucking can't remember the word. Yeah. He's la- it's so great. I have one where he laughs. He just, it is Are You Lonesome Tonight? And it's like 10 minutes long because he just keeps laughing and keeps <laughs> laughing. And then at the end, he just can't stop. And in the mic, he's like, I can't stop laughing, everybody. Like, he's just, yeah. it makes me laugh. Every, I've heard it a thousand times and I can't listen to it without laughing. It's, I've always wanted, Henry Phillips and I talked about, because it seems like he's do, having a good time, Elvis, in those situations. Sure, he's fucking Every, high as a kite. He's yeah. high as a kite. He's kind and of he's, both, because he didn't want to do them, because there are times at the, towards the end where he, the colonel was just like propping him up on stage. Oh, and he's wow. like, dude, I don't want to do this. The colonel. Oh, the yeah. colonel. Oh, but his chicken was so good that he couldn't argue. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you know what? You've got that secret recipe. You know, I mean, I'm not trying to steer this down the... Elvis Nerd Road, but like the Colonel was like a ba- like he's Can you, from Denmark. Actually, we're or taking a ride on Elvis Nerd Road here. <laughs> he's from, he had like fled Denmark. He was a suspect for murder and stuff. Like he was like a really bad dude. Elvis? What's what Who? was the, the Colonel? What was oh. his last name? Colonel Tom Parker's real name is like something you know. Like Adolf Hitler. <laughs> wow. He, in books I've read, there are accounts of him like fleeing because he was a murder suspect. And then coming to the States, and he was like a carnival guy. Yes. Oh, just wow. had a chance meeting with, like, this chance meeting with Elvis just obviously changed and, everything. And, and he was his, his tour manager or something? He was his entire manager, and it was unprecedented. He, had, he got 50% of everything. Oh, oh no. Yeah. You know what? I have to say, though, I bet those carnies know how to promote. I mean, that's well, exactly. what they do. For sure. And so he did do that in the early days, but he also held him back from doing all this kind of stuff. And, like, oh, when the Beatles wow. came out, Elvis was like... I want to do music like that. Like, I want to do weirder music and, like, weirder movies and not just be this guy. And he was like, nope, sorry, you can't. And, like, because oh, wow. Elvis was just, like, 
a, a guy who he didn't know shit about legal like he just signed his life away and oh, couldn't that's get out of it terrible yeah he still did okay though right <laughs> yeah he did fine yeah in the end he did fine but wow. there were times at the end that he wanted to get way more adventurous and didn't want to do another movie where he's like i'm a race car driver or whatever <laughs> and the, right. guy, the colonel was like fuck off you have to do it anyway oh wow yeah. well no thank you colonel Anyway. You know what? Those Danish are all the same. <laughs> Aren't they? Those Danes. Those goddamn Danes. Mm. They're sweet, Tony's but they're also flaky. <laughs> oh, I just saw that giant Pepsi. It's a Danish joke. Sorry. What jo- sorry, no, you go. No, I was calling out scenery, which is a dumb thing to do on a podcast. Oh, no, that's all right. I feel like people are used to it on this one. They're, I, I like, every once in a while I'll listen to an episode and we all have a reaction to something that happens and sometimes don't explain it. Those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Those are my very favorite when no, you kind of let it slip by. You and I are so used to it that usually the guest takes it upon themselves. <laughs> uh, if you don't, if you aren't watching, which of course you can't be, a bike just pulled in front of us. Yeah. That's why everyone screamed fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, look at that guy's shirt. He is serious. For sure an assassin for hire. Yep. He, that guy, yeah. <laughs> Don't he describe was... what he looked like. <laughs> yeah, he Trust for us. Sure on his way Use your imagination. We just imagine him. He just looked like an angry Russian hitman. <laughs> he did. Or he, he was walking much. away from like his family's Easter that sucked. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like, I never get the pie I want. They always get uh, low quality egg dye. <laughs> My parents. <laughs> the dye seeps into the, the off-brand. Yeah, pause. it's pause. It's the best. I love that company because do they make anything else? Yeah, it's the only. Yeah, they and can't. They, they just shut their doors half the year or most of the year, like a Halloween store, and then open up when it's right. And Maybe they have zero competition. Name another egg dye besides pause. I mean, um, Cadbury. They don't have egg dye. Do they, they do. They dabble in dye. Do you think though that that's a later? Yes. Yeah. Because of the popularity of their cream egg. Paws yeah. is the Sears Roebuck of egg dye. Mm-hmm. It's just the establishment. Yeah. They maybe they're in bed with the candy corn people that also are only relevant in the fall. Right. That would balance it out kind of nicely. I think it'd be funny if they were in bed with Pez. Ooh. <laughs> or firecrackers. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're in bed with a uh, severed horse head. Or a sexy lady. Oh maybe yeah. It's a factory like. That's just like has sections and one section does pause and they shut that down and the other section makes candy corn and then they shut that oh, down and the other section makes and they just like rotate that's a great business idea and then I'm the other section makes minded. caskets and what? so yes. if they don't they're not related yeah there's the one thing that's always necessary and then there are the other things that are almost never necessary you, you think they make caskets too so they they feed pump everyone with sugar they die of diabetes then they put them in a sugar box that's yes. right <laughs> May the circle be unbroken. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, and then they wrap when they right before they put the cast in the ground, they wrap a little piece of paper around the outside with like a fun Easter decoration. Yeah, like an arrangement. Yeah. yeah. Or like a you know sometimes you dye the egg and you stick it on that little paper circle yes. <laughs> so it doesn't touch the table. Yeah. Right. Right. I guess I was trying to make a joke <laughs> like that, but it it absolutely did not fit into the casket well, area. Well, it's very visual. It's visual and it's nonsensical. Yes, yes. Two of my favorite traits. <laughs> in, in a joke? In a person. Uh, I like to see them, but I don't want them to make sense. <laughs> that's the best way. And and describes most of my relationships. Am I right, ladies? Hello, gay Want to see ya, don't want to be ya. <laughs> That that describes. <laughs> that doesn't. That, I, that actually perfectly describes most relationships. I would hope that yeah. you don't want to be these women. Yeah, yeah. But you do want to. But see you do them. want to see them. You cared very deeply That's for very them. That's romantic. What you just said, inadvertently romantic. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can't help I it. I want to see. A, I don't want to be. A... I I love you so much, honey. That I wish I was you. I want to wear your I want skin to live inside. This you. is a real question. Do you call your girlfriends, honey? Um, Aww. honey, I see it's a little question, outdated. I, got sad I go sweets. I go sweet. sweetie sweets or sweets. Yeah, I never have had a pet name. I've never had a guy call me anything like that. At all? Never really. Aaron probably did, but not. I remember seeing a friend's boyfriend call her baby. And it was a thing where I distinctly remember previously, you know, when you're, you'd been like, oh, that's so lame. Like, who would uh, do that? And then at that moment being like, oh, no, actually, I'm really sad. Nobody's ever called quickly, me Quickly, quickly turned mm-hmm. to jealous rage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not rage, sadness. Like, where I was like, oh, that's not lame. I want somebody to call me that. No one calls me their hickory buddy cup. <laughs> hickory buddy cup? Oh, man. I'm going to be somebody's buddy cup. 
Yeah. I uh, want to be a, a buddy cop movie. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> you kind of are. <laughs> you and Karen, buddy cop movie. Book them, Karen. We could do it for sure. No, I'm not doing that paperwork, goddammit. Oh, well... Is that a wild card. That's me. I would like to see your badge on my desk. <laughs> Uh, I get to be the Mel Gibson. Are we in La Crescenta? No, friend. This is Burbank. Old timey Burbank. This is this is like where the City Hall of Burbank is. Is it okay if I like? I really like Burbank and Glendale. Yep, they're good. They're like nice downtowns. Yeah, they're nice. Burbank because it's like a fifties movie set. It is. It's pretty good, and it's quiet. It's not dirty, and it's quiet. God forbid. I live in a very loud, dirty. Area Venice Beach is very loud and dirty. That's right. I feel like it's for the dirty. Is it dirty? It's loud and dirty. Do you get down and dirty? (laughs) Venice down and dirty. (laughs) Talking about loud and dirty. (laughs) More tolerant of it when I was thirty. This is my favorite song. Oh, thanks. And the best part is, it, we won't get sued because I'm making it up. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I live in West Hollywood where it's Gay Men and Hallelujah. Wait, what is that? <laughs> What's that place? Yeah. West Hollywood? Bowardia? No, that place that looks like the devil's office. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't Black see it. Yeah, it looks like what is, a devil's go, office place. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, let's go look. Because I'm scared of the it's devil like and I want to know where he works. Have, <laughs> have you ever gone to Riffy's Market where they're just like... Right when you go in, they're just making produce jokes. And no. They don't ever stop. It's hey, nauseating. What are you going to use the cart with the bad wheel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, barf. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's the craziest Easter you've ever had? Easter? I don't... I. My family didn't really... I guess when I was little, I would get some candy or a kite. Mm-hmm. Like, I would usually get a kite. It's yeah, like, like a, a little present. Time. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. But it I would usually get meant candy for sure. Yeah, yeah, I guess I never had a candy tooth. I, yeah, we've been over this. <laughs> always lecture me on my one vice. I know <laughs> that they're. 15. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I always got candy, hella candy for sure. Yeah. And I mean, when I was a kid, obviously we would do like uh, egg Easter egg hunts, but. My parents are super religious, so we would always go to church. I mean, I talked to my mom today, and she was like, did you go to church? And I was like, no. That's what Daniel Daniel said yesterday. His mom said, promise me you'll go to church. And he said, I can't, but I promise you all pray before I eat. And I was like, man, these are <laughs> yeah, adults still having... Well, oh, because Easter's, no, Easter's even bigger than uh, Christmas yeah. in that way. Yeah, it it, is. This it is. is kind of the key. It's the key event. I, it did mean, so I know the something... <laughs> it's what started this is it what all. Made him. It really this is. What is. Started yeah. it this all. was his. This was his blue Hawaii. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, yeah, sure. this is his raging bull. <laughs> I have a. I have a. I only repeated the same because I don't know a blue Hawaii. It's a song. That's all. You were just. It was a punch up. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I respect it. I uh, something outrageous has probably happened um, in my family on Easter because it's when we would go to my grandparents house and everyone would drink and I'm sure that one of the memories I have of my grandpa coming out with a baseball bat and my uncle like there was almost <laughs> horrible fights and my dad would oh, break it up shit. Uh, oh, for sure. I think that they would at least during a holiday I think it's more Thanksgiving that would scarier things would happen but yeah that was every... I'm not trying to impress some I had a good childhood no I'm every family <laughs> gathering for mine too everybody got drunk it is me. it is a red we went by the devil's office again and it's doesn't it look like that it's it's kind of a shiny Budweiser font but yeah. it's a black building with red pan, dark red panels and just a giant phone number that yes. ends in the uh, 666. Definitely. <laughs> what about, Karen, you must have had, you're Irish Catholic, you must have had insane Easters. Yes. Well, as we were trying to answer this question, I realized it was a very bad, qu- like a, just a dumb question that was very leading. Um, but I, because I don't have any of those, but I think it was because Easter, usually at our house, like my parents would make gin fizzes. 
And it would start early enough in the day that it wouldn't get crazy because people would leave by like five o'clock. Sure. Like, you know, you'd have, it was all a very morning, afternoon kind of event. Yeah. But I did have, what I liked was I was the youngest of all the kids. My sister was older and then my cousins were way older. And so they would come over and then my uncle Steve, I would just follow him around and he would point like during the Easter egg hunt, he would point out where all the Easter eggs were real <laughs> subtle so that I would get them all. That's and, and because, I, and there's a picture of it. It's so funny. There's a picture of it where he's standing there with like a, a Manhattan in one hand and like a big long cigarette. And he's just, his hand is out like that. And I'm over picking up the egg. camera. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so great. It's my favorite. He just totally was the ringer, like gave you all the answers to the Easter egg hunt. To, like way out ahead of, and it was his own children. I love it. <laughs> his own children were the other people in the Easter egg hunt, but he was helping me cheat. Yeah, I think my earliest... Uh, because of a photo that was always laying around my whole life, my earliest memory was hating Easter egg hunts. Like, a, even when I was very young and we were still in California, we went to like a park and it was like a city sanctioned yeah. Easter egg hunt, and kids were freaking out and all competitive. And I just, there's just a picture of me staring at the camera like with a very unhappy look on my face <laughs> with an empty basket and just blurry kids behind me going shit house. Yeah. I did <laughs> not I'm, zero I'm like that's how out. competitive I've always been. Right. That's how uh you know antisocial I I've always been. Yeah. Well it's also it's funny. That feeling of like watching everyone kick into high gear. I also have that reaction and have since I was a kid of like go ahead. Yeah, me too. Go That's ahead. why right. I for sure am like 0% competitive. Not to mention, I'm an only kid, so there was no sort of rival. I didn't have a brother or sister to be like, we'll be more like him or whatever. Yeah, that is a <laughs> So I have zero com- competitive drive, and that also was why I was never on any teams or anything in any clubs or anything in high school, because I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, yeah. bare minimum all day long. That's my shit. Yeah. And my mom, oh, she was so frustrated because she was the opposite, obviously, in every way. And was on all these teams and was, you know, basketball champion. And, like, she would always just be like, do you, anything? She made me do a couple of things. She wasn't, like, a pageant mom. But, like, there was a couple of things she kind of made me do. And then in the course of doing them would be like, oh, you're, if she was ever like, you're not going to win. I was just like, okay. Like, I never cared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she was like, you're not going to get that trophy, though. I'm like, yeah, Okay. That's, cool. I don't care. There's no room on my shelf anyway. <laughs> That's so but funny. Yeah. It, it's good and bad, though, because I think you do need a certain... I mean, now as an adult, yeah, it's my, the same. And my like, career, if I was a little more competitive as a kid, I wonder if right now I'd exactly. be like trying to climb myself to the top of this comedy contest. No, not truly, <laughs> exactly, where it's like... And it, a little bit of that is healthy. Yeah. I think blind competitive drive where you're like, I don't give a fuck who I fuck over to get to the top is <laughs> yeah. like terrible and monstrous but that it, which having zero percent of it is also not good i know it's amazing though if i think of all the comics that i was friends with kind of or interact with, that are huge now they kind of have yeah. a lot of them have that in common absolutely right. get the fuck out of my way i think but i think here's I the wish problem i was a little more that way Me too. I, I would like to say for as a person who got to observe without being being there personally but got to observe what the other side of that was I'm so glad I didn't have that because actual fame is horrifying right Right. it's a bizarre horrifying prison that no one understands so everybody thinks they want it until until you have it and I I understand of course I'm not saying I don't like money or like not being worried about stuff right but the actual fame part is uh, really weird. It's really fucking and I, weird. And I, these some of those same people I'm thinking of, you know, they'll have that fame and then look around and the people that they pissed off who would have been their friends aren't there. Right. right. They're like, oh yeah, oh and I don't have any real friends because yeah. I was stepping on everybody. Yeah. I agree. I fully agree with both of you. I I'm also just thinking about characters and movies and stuff right now. <laughs> but I wonder what the healthy balance is though because I remember as a kid also, you know, knowing kids who, like, had all the trophies and won everything and it was never enough. Where I'm like, you have, like, 19 trophies. How come that's not enough for you? Why do yeah. you need to also get this 20th one? So it's, it's like, I wonder what the balance is of going, I win just enough. I'm just competitive enough that I'm okay and not a crazy dick. It sounds like you grew up with Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> More trophies, melt them down. Yeah. I mean, I just was so lazy that... 
again, I just wish I had 5% of that instead of 0%. Well, I also learned very early that there was a much bigger payoff not in doing things on time and like correctly, but in not doing them until the last minute and somehow quote unquote pulling it off. Yeah. And I got addicted to that lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And my sister actually Do you procrastinate is procrastinating part of your winning formula? Hugely. Me too. Which I is agree also fully. that's just justifying laziness. Yeah. And me I too. know it's definitely a bad habit, but me I too. really do get a huge Yeah. It's you know what I mean? It's that thing of when you don't when you have a couple jokes in your back pocket, but you go on stage and you basically see what's going to happen. Yes. Now, when that doesn't work, it is just, it destroys me for a long time. But when it works, it's the greatest feeling. Right. It's better than anything. Yeah, I agree fully. So it's... <laughs> because that's its own kind of weird creativity in a way yeah. too, because you're kind of... one. Of, that, it's so funny that you say that because one of the greatest moments of my life, I'll never forget this feeling, in 11th grade, I got a B on a book report for a book I'd never read. <laughs> I didn't even open it. I didn't yeah. get the cliff notes, whatever. I just so like, looked cheating, at the back. But you were proud. But I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat off anything. You just riffed just, it. Yes, oh, right, yeah. right, right. I just right. looked at the book, read the back, and was like, I think I know what this is about. Wrote an entire book report and got a B on it. That's and so I swear great. to God, from that day, I was like, oh, I'm going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> Which yes. is. It's like here, it's the best feeling in the world, even though it is an excuse. You're making an excuse for not doing your work. Yeah. The problem, I mean, the problem and the brilliance of that is because that's exactly, I don't, I never did anything in high school, anything Me ever. Me neither. And was a beast average student because I figured out, a, a, I learned about the teachers and I manipulated teachers or the, the situation. Of what the, like, I knew certain teachers at our school were pronounced alcoholics. <laughs> so, like, you knew for a fact you could write blah, blah, blah on the page. And there were certain teachers that would always give me a B because I behaved well in class and right. I didn't, like, make problems for them. It was, right. like, stuff like that where I just started learning it's about the system. It is not about going through the paces correctly. That's right. funny. I almost did the opposite in high school. I remember I failed a Spanish class that I was working very hard, my hardest in. I really was trying to do well. Right. But she was giving me little marks on my attendance sheet, which were an F for the day because I was making people laugh and That's... being not well behaved. Yeah. That's so oh, funny. because Shit hit the fan. <laughs> we went, my dad went to school. We got me out of that class. We got me in another one. My parents had my back. That's funny because I'm like a combination of the two where I constantly talked in class, const was a classic class clown, yelled out all the time jokes, but I made the teachers laugh so they like wouldn't be mad at me. It was the sort of thing where they'd be like, oh, April, you rascal. Like, that kind of thing where... That's, you went... I wish I went to that school. They, But I failed everything. Like, I got terrible <laughs> grades. They didn't make up for it in grades, but it's like I never got in trouble. Okay, yeah. No, then that is kind of how mine was. I yeah. got punished. They, I would make teachers laugh, and then they go, oh, Chris... Oh, that was a good one. And then they write my name on the board, and then I knew I just had to stay after a half hour. Yeah. See, I didn't... That's funny. I never got that. 65 detentions, my eighth grade. That's... Oh. See, that's... 65. That's what I'm saying that's is I lot. never... For making jokes. That's like, crazy. Have you guys heard of Johnny Crash? Jo Johnny Crash. Never mind. It doesn't... I'm not going to repeat some of my jokes. But see, I, I, said, I didn't... I didn't... Because I've never heard of Johnny Crash. He <laughs> asked the class if anyone had heard of Johnny Cash, and I said, no, but I'm a big fan of Eddie Money. And he laughed, and I was a kid. And, and then That's we, a great joke. Yeah, then, it is. And then he uh, gave me a detention. It was added. That was the one that made me have to clean the bathrooms with Mike Allred, a kid who used to pull a knife out <laughs> That's at the mall. Crazy. And, why, you know, I got treated like a criminal. See, well, no, I didn't get social. Like, we didn't. Yeah, I never got detention or whatever. They'd cut me slack on that, but it would be the sort of thing where they'd laugh and go, Ah, oh, April, you're funny, and then write an F on my test. They weren't <laughs> going to make up for it in the other way. They were yeah. like, good job on your jokes, but you still didn't study, so F. Yeah. Well, man. Guys. It's probably normal. Yeah, I was the one sitting in the back rubbing my hands together, not saying anything, going, I'm going to work all you people to the bone. <laughs> the only time is I knew I would, I would say stuff in class out loud if I knew the teacher wouldn't get mad. 
Right. right. So I was ad- adopting my, I was ad- adapting my personality. I should say I didn't adopt anything. I adapted my personality, but at the same time I was like learning this weird, like invisibility mode. And then I started, I, w- I went to a Catholic high school that had a dress code and I started wearing shorts to school and nobody, I never got in trouble. I started realizing I was one of those people nobody was really paying attention to. So I could kind of get away with stuff right? because it, I was like slightly invisible. Wait, what, what was everyone else forced to wear? You had to wear like a collared shirt. You weren't allowed to wear jeans. You could not wear shorts. I was not like, it was all those kinds of things where I was like, Oh, I'm not, I somehow have like, slipped underneath the radar where teachers aren't paying attention to me one I'm not good and I'm not bad right and so I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want and the more I did it the like bigger like the greater victory feeling I would get so like there was for spirit week there was one day where that was like come as your hero and I went wearing shorts <laughs> and I was like people when people asked me I was like I'm myself because oh. I do whatever the fuck I want at this school. That's beautiful. <clears throat> and that, by that time, I was a senior and nobody even, like, poetry. N- knew I had been doing it. I know, oh, it was crazy. funny. Pretty fun. See, I was I'm myself. Like... The one that wears shorts and you never notice? <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling some That's shit off. That's shit for Everybody sure. fuck off. That's See, I was kind of like that, but just loud about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I just was like, yeah, I do whatever I want, but loudly and... And if I get in trouble, who cares kind of thing. Like, it was so dumb. But I knew, but I was... I had a loud friend who did a thing where I would say a joke under my breath and she'd say it out loud and, and then she would credit. get in trouble. No, she would oh. get in trouble. Oh. oh, that's great. And that was, the. it was that, like, I would learn that lesson of, like, she couldn't, she couldn't not yell. And then I was like, oh, all you have to do is n- be able to not like out have outbursts and right. you can get kind of get away with anything a little self-control yeah i had no self-control <laughs> <Me> either <laughs> but the funny thing is they're trying to break kids of self-control or you know teach self-control but really what they're doing is breaking your creativity yeah or breaking your like confidence it's a good thing that kids are confident enough to be like here's my bril- brilliant fucking johnny cash joke yeah. yeah i refuse to be quiet for sure I was shy. I actually miss shy. It seems like every kid is really riddled with confidence. Really? Uh, it's so true. I'm like they're all special these days. Every other kid, when I is quiet and shy and said funny things every once in a while, but now everyone's like, "Look at me sing! Look at me dance!" Yeah, what is this song? I gotta know what the song okay. is. Okay. Sounds Christian. Um. Hold on. It, it's totally Christian. It is Christian. Here's the thing, you guys, listeners. This person I next believe. to us at a light looks like doesn't it looks like a punk rock dude? Yeah, yeah, and it's a girl, and she's oh. where she's listening to I believe Christian. I believe it's maybe like she just Christian came. Christian ballad, you but know, if you pulled up it's next Easter. to her, <laughs> yeah, she's like uh, she looked like a punk rock. I thought it was a dude. No, I mean, I'm just saying it was like this punk rock looking, wearing yeah. like. A satin uh, kind of dope jacket. Yeah. Maybe she was um, street Christian. You know that new trend yeah, like of Christianity. Cool Christian. Right, yeah. Have you heard about God? And then they start breakdancing. He rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do drugs for Jesus. He shreds. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyhow. How do we start talking about high school? I don't know. Just being uh, outbursts? Procrastinating? What about college? I actually worked my ass off in college yeah. because I didn't go to college till I was 23. So there it was the sort of thing where I was like ready to be there and ready to get it done. And wow, that's you how waited. they do it in Europe. I was done when you were. Yeah, done, I didn't started. for a while. I didn't want to go. Well, I lived in England for a bit, and I was like, didn't think I was going to go. I just remember when I graduated from high school, I told my mom, I was like, if you make me go to college right now, 100% guarantee I'll fail out. I don't want to do any more school shit. Just let me chill or whatever. And then. <laughs> Yeah, I went to England and lived with my friend for a bit, and then my mom kind of, after a couple of years, she just called and was like, well, you need to come get your shit out of my house. Like, you need to move out of my house. You're an adult now. Right. And so come back here and go to college and move out. And I was like, okay. And so wow. I did. That's the way to do it. Yeah. It was the real Southern tough young. love. It was like, get your shit out of my house. You're grown. But I mean, like, not going to college right out of high school is smart. Yeah. Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing right out of and high school. And then by the time I went, I, again, I was into it. Well, and of course, in college, you get to choose what you're learning. So it's like, yeah. I obviously chose things I was interested in and actually did the work and wrote papers and kind of weirdly enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, part of me wishes right after high school, I just started 
doing art for a living because I was trying to do it, but I couldn't get work done because I had to go to school. Right. And I would have started doing stand-up earlier, I think. I guess I wouldn't be able to have conversations with certain people. There's a certain amount of confidence you get from going to college, I guess. Right. That's the biggest thing I got from it, but... I would not recommend it to, uh, to everyone. I, I, I agree with you fully. Honest. Especially if you're going to be an art major and you already are getting work doing art yeah. stuff. Right. That's right. It's like, wait, I don't, no one's ever, I've never shown my diploma or whatever you call it, the thing I have in a frame. Of course. Well, because you're shown it to speaks, anyone. It's, it's not like anybody's going to see your drawing and then be like, well, first of all, I need to see your diploma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's part of that thing, like, you know, that trend that's changing where college is so expensive and ultimately there are so few jobs that really require it in that, right. or maybe not so few, I shouldn't say that because I'm just thinking of the yeah, way we live. I'm talking, yeah. If you want to work in lawyer, TV, yeah. if you want to work in the arts professionally, nobody gives one shit what school yeah, you went go to. go do it. You come do it, you come be a PA and lift I, a b- bunch of waters. We're preaching to any uh, confused 17 or 18-year-olds <laughs> out there that listen to our podcast. <laughs> That's right. It's really a bunch of like 32 year olds at their job going, fuck you. I went to college yeah. and I still have student loans. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go eat it. But, but listen, <laughs> Jimmy and Susie out there. Yes. Or I'm, a, or, uh, I'm in between surgeries right now, lowering myself <laughs> to listen to your podcast. And you're saying I could be doing this without any school. Okay. Okay. Self-taught geniuses. Self-taught doctors. Um, I don't you. know if you guys heard me when I said much. I got a B on a book report in 11th grade. So. So yeah, so go ahead and do your little surgery or whatever, but I didn't read Catcher in the whatever. I never read Silas Marner. Mm-hmm. What did, well, I can't remember what book it was now. To tell you the How truth. long do we have? Oh, we, are, we could use another 10 or so. Okay. I love it. What'd you say, April? Sorry. Oh, nothing. Just how smart I am for <laughs> scamming everybody in high school. Oh, nothing. Were you guys... I was uh, angry in high school. Were you guys angry? Not at all. I don't okay, I was I'm pretty one of angry. weirdos that loved high school. I was pretty angry. I was... I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I was... Like college, though. I was disillusioned. I don't think I was allowed to be angry. Um, and I was drunk. Which... So, I probably was angry, but I was drunk. In high school? Yeah, I started drinking when I was, like, 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't... I didn't... I didn't until college. Oh, yeah. I did a sap... You know what my dad said he found? And I we've covered high school. We've covered <laughs> college. I'm going to go We've, we've got to get to our hot Elementary topics. school. A lot of people college. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, whatever. Uh, what do you call elementary school? Grade school. Grade school. Grade or grammar school. Uh, yeah. Grammar school. Thank you. Uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, I did not miss one day of school. Do you guys believe Ooh, that? Oh, I do believe you. Not one day. Wow! Did you get a you certificate never even got for that? Sick? I never missed. I never got sick. I never missed a, a day of school. My dad said, "Was that the first and only time I you got were a certificate?" <laughs> I'm not gonna miss it. No, I just days. was scared that I would. I, every day I woke up like, "Don't fuck up life." Oh yeah. And then now look at me sleeping until noon. Don't give a shit. Punk rock Jesus music. Punk rock Jesus. Hey, do you, um, did, were you in like the local paper for that? Yeah, um, seriously. Yeah, there is a, I was in the paper a lot. Um, oh. I used to read to elderly people. There's a picture of that. I <laughs> no. Did you start a clipping. ribbon or something? For real? I, I was in the paper for walking with a young Vietnamese girl. She was my little friend. And uh, in Missoula, back in those days, no one was walking her to school. I was, uh, I did not see color. Are you being serious? Sorry, right what? I'm just kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm actually. What? I'm describing two different newspaper clippings. Oh. Me with a, a tiny exchange student girl who was my friend, huh. and um, an old lady. You know. Nice. Covering the covering the whole spectrum. I think I was in the paper once for once when I was two because my sister and I were eating corn dogs at the fair. And we were sitting on the curb <laughs> eating corn dogs. I was two and Laura was four. That's I was a wearing perfect newspaper photo. My wow. dad still has it in like in this thing that when everyone was at our house for my mom's funeral, my uh, 
one of my aunts goes, oh yeah, we all made those one day. It's been, it's been on the wall at my parents' house my whole life. And you, it's the thing you don't even look at. It has like, it's a, it's a wooden box with the picture of me and my sister cut out of the newspaper. And then like little sections of the box have like one part has macaroni. One part has just corn, like, like kernels of corn. One part has, has wheat. Yeah. It's all like sections. It's very seventies. There's, there's like stalks of wheat inside of it. (laughs) And I just always thought, Oh, my mom made that or something. And then my aunt was like, we all came over one day and we all made these, they're called memory boxes and like this crazy shit. Memory boxes. Yeah. So like, I remember that corn. Why would you put corn in it? It's just because in the seventies people loved corn and wheat. Yeah. And it was an ambiance thing. It's a 3D picture frame. Might as well put yep. some knickknacks in there. That's exactly I mean, right. I guess, I guess okay, because I get the macaroni thing. Because I remember making sh- like necklaces and shit for my mom out of macaroni when I was a little kid. But maybe corn. I never. My mom probably wasn't good at arts and crafts, so I she's like, throw the... some old popcorn in there. Right. I never thought of the decorative properties of corn. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty gorgeous when you see it. It's, it's, so it's How breathtaking. Many... I've been wanting to make so many poop jokes. <laughs> You guys have just been riding that poop line, <laughs> talking about corn and macaroni and shit. You said, I, I never made shit with corn or macaroni. Like, hold back, Fairbanks. It's not funny. You're a grown-up. Yes, it is funny. I do it. Unleash it. Unleash. Unleash it, and definitely call it macaroni when you do. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, why to, are you trying to be mature right now? I'm trying you to... You already said the how they blew you. Yeah, that's how we started. Yeah. April, I've grown a lot during <laughs> this that, trip. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Karen, do you mind slowing down close to the speed limit, Oh, I'm please? sorry, sorry. There we go. <laughs> I just want everyone to be safe. <laughs> now we have at least 12 more minutes of recording. The audience can't see that you've pulled out a monocle. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm and cur- a nightcap. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is just uh, whiskey I have before bed. <laughs> I put it on my head. I pour it on my head. Parachute is an online bedding brand based in Venice Beach, California. Great sleep starts with your sheets, and Parachute has created a line of everyday bedding essentials from sheets to comforters to give you superior sleep. Parachute's website is straightforward and easy to use. Simply select the bedding items you want your preferred fabric and color, and then get them delivered directly to your front door. It's easy. With free shipping, free returns, and a 30-night risk-free guarantee, they take your comfort seriously so you can rest easily. Parachute also gives safe sleep. They partnered with the United Nations Nothing But Nets to deliver life-saving malaria prevention bed nets to those in need. So shop online at parachute.com ride and receive $25 off your first order by using the promo code RIDE. Um, so that's $25 at checkout to start sleeping better today. Oh, there's the Starbucks drive through Does anybody need one? Let's drive through! Oh. Or we don't... I guess, I guess it's a little late. Okay. I don't want to stay up all night. I honestly feel like I'm still feeling the effects of the coffee we had at our coffee breakfast this morning. Yeah, we had like nine coffees. Because the waitress was... God bless her. It was kind of slammed because it was Easter morning mm-hmm. breakfast. It was our first bad waitress experience at Swingers, I got to say. Yeah. The first one. Well, she, I think she just was not, she just didn't, you, usually good waitresses just like have it all kind of covered. Right. Make right. you feel like they have, they're watching you the whole time. Yeah. And she clearly was just like had 10 tables and, right. was, and wasn't holding it together. So I started getting almost vengeful about the coffee where it's like, more coffee. Yeah, <laughs> like, on principle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do something. Yeah. But then you're drinking. So you guys, when was that? You guys hung out all day? What did you do all day? All day. Then we went to see the movie, Hello, My Name is Doris. You yes. did? Yes. What the hell is that movie? You made that movie up. Did not, girl. It's the, Hello, I like it. My Name Can is Doris. Can we do Doris? movie reviews on this yeah. podcast? Should we? Yeah, it's the movie where Sally Field is, like, hits on a works with a young younger dude she's supposed to be i guess like 60 uh-huh. and works with a bunch of 30 year olds sure i thought it would be good for april and i as single women in los angeles to learn how a six-year-old would hit on a like a 25 yeah, year old glimpse into my future to be real yeah. with you. <laughs> you, you, you ladies need another thelma and louise <laughs> we do we i was like yeah how do you become a cougar yeah how but, do you bag a cowboy brad pitt in his first i'm still there talking were a about few thelma scenes. and louise <laughs> 
there were a few scenes for sure where I was like, this could be me. Yeah. But for the most part, she was, she was just an older manic pixie lady. Yeah. She, she, she was annoying and shit. It was not a real personality. Like it was that, of course, Sally Field's amazing and genius, but she was playing this character for comedy where you're all at one point <laughs> april leaned over and goes like is she supposed to be retarded <laughs> yeah and i like, wasn't being funny i was like really is yeah. she supposed to be like mentally challenged yeah because oh, wow. i was picturing her she was i think supposed to be around like my mom's age where yes. i'm like but she acted like an eight-year-old and dressed like an eight-year-old and i'm like uh, what? Like, there's weird. No, it was I weird. I mean, she did have met. I don't want to give too much of the movie away, okay. I guess, if you want to see oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it, it People was. Have, a bunch of listeners have pulled muscles leaping out of their chairs. <laughs> but it, Karen made a good point, though, because in the movie, she does have a best friend who's, like, kind of this, like, tough-talking broad. Mm-hmm. And it is the the movie tropes that I take. I take it so personally when I see these movies because it's always, like, the lady who's a quirky weirdo who talks like a little kid is attractive to everybody in the way that like men and women alike want to hang out with her. But then any like straight shooting ball busting lady, it's like, Oh, what a pain in the ass. And I identify with that. Like, I'm like, Oh, so I'm unattractive to hang out with because I'm not this like weird quirk monster. Who's like, <laughs> wearing like clown suits. And you talking do. Like you, an do. you are quirky. You do wear literal clown suits. What are you no, talking I about? Don't. It's not, you are a quirk monster. Monster, don't say you are you wacky, you wacky weirdo. I don't. Th- I think that whatever. I might wear weird. Cl- I'm just saying. I, I feel like I'm pretty direct in in the way I talk, and I'm not like this giggly, like socially inept. Sometimes, child. sometimes yes. in talking, you realize it's been a directive with the show we host to write uh, for like a teenage skater dude. And that's that. That's part of Listen, your voice. Chris, so that you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, but yes, you are direct. Like right now, you're yelling. At me. <laughs> I'm, but I'm but you also that, sound like, like when I speak to you, I look you in the eyes. Right. I don't fidget. I don't look at my feet. I don't act like an eight year old who's never talked to another an adult. Like uh, you know. Sometimes what I'm you rock back and forth. I hate your guts. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm saying. Well, I and also know, it's yeah. you know what it is. It's this thing of. They're bending over backwards to show an older woman who is like alienated and like doesn't fit in as if to do that in this day and age, you would have to be like this goofy lunatic that repeats everything she says and like, <laughs> like Vera from Alice, as opposed to the fact that simply being not 32 and is, still yes. a woman is plenty to keep woman, you. Yeah. yeah. Just to completely like make you invisible. So like that part for me, it's just this unrealistic thing where it's like, guys, you don't have to go that far. Right. All you have to do is put her in the workplace and have her be a normal person. Yes. And she this would, would be good. Feel like an alien. That's yeah. what you were saying too. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah. yeah, they had to make her like a ridiculous person. No, you could make her totally nice and normal, and it's still a problem. And right. it's it's just that yeah. But it was good. Strangely enough, for me, normally that character would make me go fuck this movie, fuck everything. You know, stand up, throw my popcorn up, poke an old lady in the eye, yep. and leave. I've seen you do that. <laughs> Instead. This I thought it was really well written otherwise and very believable because it was about how millennials are kind of treat others like either you're a cool millennial or you're just like this interesting fascination. Like it's that weird thing where millennial it's the millennial niceness that's super fake where it's like you don't love everybody Mm. and everybody isn't interesting and you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing where that insincerity does affect people of different generations because you're like, oh, you, of course you don't like me. I'm just like this curiosity. That it, is yeah, like something you found at a thrift store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a. Te- I don't mean to say it was a terrible movie. It was not a terrible movie. It just whenever I see a character like that, I take it personally, and it makes me instantly go, what? But then also just like Karen said it's like she was already a fish out of water being a 60 year old woman hanging out with 30 year olds you don't need to pile all that stuff on top of it yeah how's she how, how is she I, I haven't seen Sally Field in a long time I would imagine she was great she was not great. being in a movie for a long time had, had what's I don't know I she was great I just think of her the last time I saw her was like Miss Doubtfire or something I guess right. I haven't been following I think her. she's been doing a couple things but yeah. Um, 
I thought she was good. It was almost just like... I it, liked her in Smokey and the Bandit. No, that's what it was. It was like, you could see... That's the other thing is, a woman who is a petite, beautiful woman, who even when she's wearing quote-unquote kooky yeah, clothes, she still, yeah. like, she still looks great. I guess yes. that's kind of what I was asking, but then I, th- I didn't want to be like a... Dude, she bro. was. Is she still fucking hot? She, well, she is, she but she's, she's probably almost 70. Wow, right, yeah. and she's, yeah, she still looked hot. That's she looks great. great. Yeah, she had like, yeah. Well, I good for her. I hope in real life she's bagging plenty of 30-somethings. Riding plenty of 30-year-old dick. Riding plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I hope for Sally Field. That she sucks so many dicks tonight. I hope Wait, that Sally married? Field is searching for her identity in a pool of dicks. Pool of dicks, <laughs> like a ball pit at showbiz. I, <laughs> just filled with dicks. I think she or can Chuck do e. it. Cheese is yeah. what everybody knows it as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's showing my age. I thought you meant just show business. No, showbiz pizza where a kid could be a kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, we have that. Chuck E. Cheese. Where a kid I'm showing be... that I'm a quirky sixty-year-old by calling it showbiz. Yeah. My favorite place when I was a kid, it was called Little Big Man Pizza. What? I don't know. That's the name. Little Big Man Pizza. That just sounds like Molester Central. Yeah, yeah, it does. But you go inside and it was like all 20s themed and they just played. (laughs) 1920s Yeah, like, hey, Little Big Man here. It's like more like uh, it was a gangster's name. Oh. Everything's pinstriped and they played Three Stooges (laughs) on a giant big screen TV. Yeah. And then they had little rides for kids like where you put in a quarter. And it's this is just the craziest goes, thing I've it ever was heard. The, it was the coolest place ever. In retrospect, I forgot about it till now. That's Little so funny. Man. Yeah, and you put in there. It was great pizza, and then you just watched the Stooges, <laughs> which is the strangest. They just every episode is them with a different job. It's just such a weird show. They played the Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, and then Tom and Jerry cartoons at our pizza place. And I remember it seemed like the only beverage. Of offered was either root beer or orange drink. That's all anybody ever had. Isn't that funny? It seemed like. That's all we had showbiz. I mean, we had showbiz in my hood. I grew up in the South. I think it stayed showbiz well after the rest of the country turned into Chuck E. Cheese. Right. And then... That was that was like where everybody oh. had their birthday parties. We, ha- I think ours was a shakies or a round table. Did you guys have that? Oh yeah, round table. Sure. Yeah. We yeah. didn't have either of those. I just remember. It's more those medieval the themed, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Yes, I love themes. <laughs> I love. It's like kids. It's so clear back then when they were theming restaurants out. Nobody gave one fuck about kids because right. it's like, how about a medieval theme to yeah, bring all like, the kids yeah, together? Yeah. <laughs> Brooks Whelan. He, we saw him the other night. He was on a show with Karen, and he told the most brilliant joke that I related to so much. Because uh-huh. when I got older, the birthday switched to Red Lobster, where I'm from. And that was because I was older, and I was ready for, like, oh, fancy shit. Does he talk about, like, he told being his, scared to wear shorts at Red yes, Lobster? Yes, and like, it was so oh, genius yeah, that's where he was like, that's how I knew I grew up poor. Because I was hanging out with friends in New York who wanted to go to Red Lobster as a joke like ironically uh-huh. go to Red Lobster and he was like you guys we can't I'm wearing shorts <laughs> and I so hard and he's like what and I, I can't tell you how much I identified with that because as a kid you know once I turned you know whatever 10, 11, 12 where you get older and my mom's like you ready to go to like grown up fancy restaurants yeah. for your birthday it was always Red Lobster <laughs> yeah. and it was oh, like that was funny. the height of fanciness but, uh, oh that's great well, I think I went there for not only birthdays, but like, you know, like eighth grade graduation or whatever, where it's like, you're kind of grown now. Red you lobster can handle Red Lobster. My, pa- my parents didn't let us go. My, I one time tried to get my mom to let us go to Lions, which was like a, co- like a, de- like a slightly nicer Denny's. And she's like, we're not going there. They were either like mom and pop restaurant or we go home. Like we never got to go to Chains. We, that, when we did, it was like the specialist of occasions. <laughs> I mean, Red Lobster was like money time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's when went, that's when you got your paycheck. I remember yeah. I I've, I've been defending Sizzler because I remember eating there as a kid, thinking, "Wow, this is this is everything I need." But yes. I was eating tacos and meatball pudding. Yes, or whatever the pudding's always everywhere. And we went there recently when I had a job. Everyone jokingly was like, "Let's go to Sizzler," and I'm like, "All right, great." 
and uh, it was bad. I got, it's so I was gross. Sick. I was like sick all day. It made me sick. Right. The it chicken has like the charboil burns yeah, they in do. it. They like stamp the paint it. That they paint on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. it's oh, a total God. stamp with it like just, pieces of black charcoal. Wouldn't it be in amazing it? though if they put more effort into it than actually? Because how hard is it to actually go to a grill and go? Tss, tss, Right. There's a guy with a monocle just painting a perfect <laughs> edible brown stripe. That'd be the best. It's very strange. Well, and also they have hot nacho cheese at the salad bar, which yeah. I I think is hilarious, but also I do love and appreciate. I yeah. that is one of my guilt, is... no matter what my diet is, or if someone has squeezed cheese and no one's looking at me, I'm gonna coil some of that <laughs> tube oh, right in my I'm, fucking I'm a, I like yeah. fake cheese all day. There are circumstances <laughs> where I prefer fake cheese to real cheese. Did you guys have Ryan's? You... No. In the South, there's a place called Ryan's Steakhouse, and it was, I guess, our equivalent of, um, I don't, it's like, it was a buffet place. Mm-hmm. It was a buffet place, but the weird thing is, is, so it always had the buffet popping at any time you could get that, <laughs> but it also served regular entrees. Like, the way you walked in, you walked in and there was a line, and you would go, you know, to order either the buffet or entrees, because I always yeah, remember people. that's Sizzler. That's like Sizzler. Yeah. But it was always, that was the weirdest shit to me. As a kid, I wanted to go up to the adults ordering the entree yeah. and be like, what are you doing? You can get that times a thousand <laughs> right. in the buffet, no, you but, dummy. And now I understand. It's like, I don't want to give myself access to that because I'm a monster with no restraint. Well, uh, I know, am. I'm not going to think this is funny at all. But So Ryan's, <laughs> we also went to a lot because it was really cheap and it was like super white trash, so poor white trash, like me and my family went there. But they had a sign to entice you to come in because they had a carving station and the sign outside said, <laughs> Three meats nightly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, me and Millie, my best friend since high school, that always... Did you want to steal that sign? Yes. It never not made us laugh to just see those three words. Hang it above your bed next to... Three meats nightly. Next to Guy Fieri ate here. I mean... Be funny if that was Tell me that doesn't bed. sound like a seventies <laughs> band or like an album yep. from like bread. Yes. Three Meats Nightly. It was gonna Three Dog Night originally was gonna be called Three Meats Nightly. There was a place in Petaluma called the Green Mill that's closed now that was a buffet. Mm-hmm. And it was all I can remember from it was like that basically they offered like a big tub of cottage cheese and cling peaches. And yes. then, and then, like for the salad part, yeah, everything was just the grossest. Where you're just like, you're giving me the choice of everything gross in my grandma's refrigerator, essentially. <laughs> Thanks. Ryan's had an ice cream bar though that I would go hard on. They would, I guess, because of the kind of containers or the the level of coolness or whatever along the sneeze guard or along the you know buffet thing. They always have the pudding. Right by the dressings, yes. Yeah. And there'd be chocolate pudding, a tiny circular trough String of it. with just X's of <laughs> yes. ranch being ladled across it. Yes. So it's it's like, ooh, is that pudding with vanilla? No, and then I get some, and it's just as oh, that's so disgusting. Uh, you just put me there. It's I so, totally. God, yes, that's I, a perfect description. I, I miss my grandparents now. Yeah, what a weird feeling this is. We should definitely go to a buffet sometime. God, I want to go right now. There was, was a place called JJ North. Grand Buffet in Sacramento that that was just a building with no windows, and it was basically like a slice of Las Vegas in the middle of Sacramento. It exactly was where it's like you'd go in there, and the buffet was as long as the restaurant itself. What is wrong with? Let's go to a buffet right now. I was in Las Vegas (laughs) all weekend. I had a hundred dollars daily per diem that I could have, and I sat in my room. I didn't walk around. I had work. I had art. Oh, do. so you just pocketed it? And I had put it off to the last minute, and I finished it in one day, and I feel, I'm really proud of it because yeah. I put it off, and I still did a... I'll show it to you guys. I'm, I'm happy with it. It's for a friend. But, I can't uh, believe you didn't take that per diem straight didn't. to a buffet. I ordered some stuff to my room, but I only spent like 25 bucks or right. so. I should have... Yeah, I could have bought a Fabergé egg and blown it all at <laughs> once. I, I didn't go around. I didn't... I did gamble. And it was fun, and yeah, I right. lost my money, but I. It I, is fun. At fifty dollars, it turned into two seventy. I got all excited. I got peer pressured by Daniel to keep playing, and I did, and I lost it. Whatever, but I, at the end, I was like, "That was fifty dollars of fun." Yeah, it lasted all night. I agree. It's totally fun. worth it. I had a good time. I'm not anti Vegas anymore. Everyone, I'm not either. My, like I told you, I have to go visit my parents there all the time, and I kind of like it. Yeah, it was fun. I hope I get to go back. Well, um, that's, uh, I guess I was kind of bragging about how I worked in Vegas this weekend. Do you guys have anything you need, you want plug coming up? 
I'm at the improv lab. No, no. I'm at Flappers on Tuesday. I actually have a couple gigs coming up that I'm actually going to actually plug. Flappers oh, yeah, me and Sharon are starting a show. Flappers is yes. kind of uh, themed like Little Big Men Pizza, right? Yes, yeah. it is 20s. a twenties. <laughs> so we're in the we're in the who you who room at Flappers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be on. Uh, that is that's Laura House's show. Oh, sorry, that's Wednesday, April sixth. But mm-hmm. that's a really good show because it's going to be me, Jackie Cation, uh, Laura House, Maria Bamford, and Lori Kilmartin. I love those ladies. Yes, yeah. and it's a small room, so everyone's going to be like doing Fun. new stuff and that's great and and doing stuff. Um, and, but Tony Kameen has a record store show. I like him. Uh, he's great. Him and Kevin Kataoka have started a show. I like him. We talked for a long time about all of us in this car and things that going on. Kevin Kataoka. You, you and Kevin did recently? Yeah, I ran into him out in the streets. Where I hang. In the streets, where Mm -hmm. you're from? Um, shit, I can't find this. It's, uh, I think it's High Fidelity Records in Eagle Rock. Cool. Um, and that is on... Wait, did I say that? It's on Monday, March 28th. Cool. Uh, but then, me and April are starting our own show at the Improv what? Lab. Will yeah, you do it? Be on it. What? Were you guys going to ask me if I wasn't here right now? Yeah, don't. yeah I'll do it. The answer is yes. You're on the list. Fun. It's, it's uh, Wednesday, April 13th at 10 p.m. Yeah. Everybody listening right now, please come to our show. It's going to be me. It's going to be April. It's going to be Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. It's going to be perhaps Chris Hardwick. Yes. Chris Hardwick, cool, and probably yeah. four other guests that yeah, we booked. Everyone else if you really, Chris. if you really like everyone on that list, and you might because you're listening right now, you should be a weirdo. Buy a ticket from Baltimore or wherever you are. Come to the show. Come out. Blow it. Make a night of it. The improv. You'll do something else. Just tell your boss you need some time off. And it yeah. is a Wednesday, but you could take a long weekend. You yeah. deserve it. Yeah, you're addicted to your work, and frankly, it's affecting your health. <laughs> Also, it's Thomas Jefferson's birthday that day. So yeah, really, why do you even have the day off work? Make yeah. a day of it. <laughs> or work and hate America while you hate us. I mean, there's so many. Like your dumb there's job, so your options. boring job. So many options. Well, why you just sit there, keep sitting there all week, you <laughs> piece of shit. Sorry, I, got, I don't know what I'm doing. It's at the end of the episode. <laughs> You're just losing it. Well, we haven't done one in a while. So yeah, thanks for listening. Um, thank you. We love your uh, loyalty, we even though we're ears. we've become a bi-monthly. Yeah. But is it bi-monthly? No, no. That would be every two months. Yeah. By well, week? That's every other. It's every other. Months. Sometimes there might be three. I think if, it's uh, If the month starts with a Monday, it likely ends with an additional fourth Monday. So we usually or do fifth. it. fifth. Sorry. At like every other week or every yeah. three weeks. Yeah. yeah. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. And so are you. Thank you for trying. Thank you for drying your clothes and not <laughs> Sorry, I, getting that. As, as Chris is falling you know, asleep. I drift off to sleep at the end of each episode. And, uh, He's absolutely had it. We're over to, uh, on four. I'm usually four minutes into a nap by now. Oh, okay. So it, then we better get off. April, the thank phone. you. It's good to see you again. You're welcome. See, Likewise. See thank you, you for work. being our our trip our first triplet. Our you first tripler. Three timer club. I like it. Been listening to <laughs> Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A R. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.